Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Top Story, where we will look at the development and progress achieved in Xizang under the guidance of the Communist Party of China. I'm Wang Zihang. A white paper says China's Xizang region has seen sustainable, sound, and rapid economic development over the past decade. The document elaborates on the party's governance of the autonomous region in southwestern China, which is more commonly known as Tibet in the English-speaking world. It lists Cizang's implementation of the party's new development philosophy, their achievements in cultural development, as well as the progress on ethnic and religious causes. The white paper also addresses the eco-environmental aspect and the strengthening of democracy and rule of law in the region. Here's Yu Yang with the highlights of the document. First, the economic developments in the white paper says the 2022 GDP of Xizang reached over 230 billion yuan, 2.28 times of that in 2012, calculated at the constant prices. The increase represented an average annual growth rate of 8.6 percent, among the highest in China. Meanwhile, the cultural industry of Xizang is prosperous and dynamic. The study and use of the Tibetan language and script are guaranteed by law. Both standard Chinese and the Tibetan language can be found in public facilities and radio and TV programs. Nearly 4,500 historical and cultural sites have been registered and protected by the local governments. Also, the region conducts Tibetan Buddhist activities in an orderly manner, and law-based management of religious affairs has made steady progress. Fully implementing the party's basic policy on religious affairs, and Xizang has guided Tibetan Buddhism in adapting to socialist society and moved faster to improve the institutions and standards for managing religious affairs in accordance with the law. The document also says the eco-environmental governance systems has continued to be improved. Actually, Xizang boasts 47 natural reserves of different types at all levels, which cover a total area of over 400,000 square kilometers. And thorough scientific studies have been carried out on the Qinghai-Xizang plateau. Besides all this, the white paper notes that great progress has also been made in social stability, the construction of democracy and legal system to guarantee the rights of all people of all ethnic groups in Xizang. For some insights into Xizang's development, Li Dongning spoke to Professor Liu Baocheng. He's the dean of the Center for International Business Ethics at the University of International Business and Economics. What are Xizang's advantages in terms of、uh, economic resources in achieving high-quality development? Well, given the unique landscape and、uh, also the locations,、uh, Xizang does really enjoy a lot of、uh, unique treasures.、Uh, you know, for example, now、uh, in our daily life, if we access their highland barleys, their yuck meat and yuck furs,、uh, they also have a lot of、uh, natural treasures like the. Uh, snow lotus,、uh, which is、uh, one important part to the traditional Chinese medicine as an ingredient, and they also have、uh, a very clean and、uh, prosperous uh, animal husbandry industry, and、uh, they also work with many of the uh, uh, coastal areas so that they can、uh, not only process. Uh, with the high technology of the food and also the、uh, many other local producers, they are also able to、uh, penetrate into the、uh, global marketplace、uh, with their local、uh, produce. So、uh, the particularly mentioned is、uh, the traditional Chinese medicine, in which 
uh, Qijang uh, medicine plays a also very unique and important role uh, in their uh, way of dealing with uh, health issues. So that's also part of the Chinese, the medicinal uh, civilization that can really benefit not only China, but also the rest of the world. Right. So cultural and uh, medicinal uh, uh, heritage are all under protection there. And the white paper also says China fully guarantees the freedom of religious belief in Xizang. It says religious activities should be carried out in an orderly manner. How do you understand this? Well, uh, freedom is really part of the human rights, including the uh, view towards the religion. Uh, you, you can choose to believe, you can choose not to believe, also you can choose to believe in one religion because there are also many other uh, folk religions over there apart from the mainstream, uh, the Xizang type of Buddhism. So this is uh, very clear and uh, they also have uh, their own way of congregations without the interference of the government. But uh, you know, it is really a universal value and also universal rule that all religion must be practiced uh, under the state constitution and they should not be uh, separate forces uh, to endanger uh, into the Chinese uh, national security and also the uh, disturbance of the local community. So uh, this is really something that's really uh, there to enhance the harmony and integration of the people over there and also with the rest of the China because China is really a big family of many ethnic groups. So the fact that China is able to maintain peace, uh, uh, prosperity among those uh, ethnic gro uh, groups and also harmony with the rest of the Han group uh, shows that uh, this is really the right approach, that it really can be a showcase to address the uh, ethnic issues around the world. That was Professor Liu Baocheng with insights into Xizang's development. It was not until 10 years ago that the Mortal Highway was opened to traffic, marking the end of the county's isolation from the outside world. Over the past years, the improved infrastructure has made it easier for researchers to explore the local biodiversity. Gu Tianqi reports. From the towering Namjabawa Peak in the eastern Himalayas to the depth of the Yalunzombo Grand Canyon, Motua experiences a rapid altitude drop of 7,000 meters within a distance of just 50 kilometers. With water vapor from the Indian Ocean creating a northernmost monsoon rainforest, this unique geographical setting covers a range of vertical climate zones and boasts an array of pristine forests, making it a botanist's paradise. This is Li Meng's eighth visit to Motuo. On this fallen tree, he finds an epiphyte plant. This forest is full of orchids and scythia from the age of dinosaurs, which are also representative of Motuo's biodiversity. Our main task this time is to monitor their populations. Our destination is Fuqin Lake, the heart of the biodiversity in southern Tibet. To conduct a shoreline survey, we embark on a four-hour trek through the forest. Well, it's about 1,000 meters above the sea level. We just start for 20 minutes. 
and they say it's just to the warm up. Here are more deciduous trees as we are ascending the mountain. Well, the altitude is about 1,400 meters. Let's keep going. Usually, researchers walk for one kilometer along the shore to record all the species while using drones to observe hard to reach places. 湿度、温度、光照等，它都是非常适合蕨类植物生长的。the light, temperature, and humidity are perfect for ferns. I've already published three new species in Motuo. The natural gene pool here also draws young researchers. The Shanshui Conservation Center, based at Peking University, has set up an observation center in Motuo for the past three years. The roads uh, definitely makes the transportation more convenient and we as conservationists and also as researchers we can uh, go into Motor more conveniently. Professor Lu Zhi, the founder of uh, Shenshui Conservation Center, she went to Motor in the 1990s and she worked like uh, for a week to go into Motor and also to Geling village. It's much more convenient now. In one day I can get from Lingzhi to here. Motuo's motto is that it's home to the whole world. Beyond plants and the diverse climates, it hosts eight species of large predators, one more than the African savanna. With road improvements and enhanced infrastructure, more surprises are likely for more and more people. That was Guo Tianqi reporting. Cezanne has been attracting travelers with sublime landscapes. Its unique culture is also creating economic potentials and injecting vitality into the economy on the plateau. Li Yunqi has more. Outside Lhasa's landmark Zhoukang Temple, He Yiming runs a photography studio that offers tourists a unique photo shooting experience with the taste of Tibetan style. Bakor Street that encircles the temple is now teeming with visitors dressed in traditional Tibetan attire and special makeups. He says these distinctive photos have gone viral on social media platforms, drawing even more people to visit Lhasa. Most of the 20-year-olds found us through the internet, on platforms like Douyin and Xiaohongshu. With some airlines promoting low-priced weekend flights, He is even receiving customers who fly to Lhasa solely for taking photos on a Saturday. The lucrative business has soon attracted more than travelers. Studios from elsewhere have also noticed the booming market in Lhasa, and a number of studios in Bakor Street skyrocketed. According to He's estimate, among the 270 shops on the street, nearly half are photography studios. The inflated market soon drove down the service charges. When I started this business, $3.99 was the cheapest price. Back in 2018, most studios charged $6.99. Now there are $1.99s, $2.99s, and $3.99s. On an ideal location at the entrance of Bakor Street, Liu Shendong runs a similar photo studio with a reception area of just about 5 square meters. But Liu employs over 10 photographers and stylists, and the business is highly profitable. 
We serve about 50 to 60 customers a day. The number could go up to 80 or even 100 during peak seasons. The most popular service is 399 yuan for two hours of makeup, photography, and editing services. According to the studio owners, the rich culture and history in Xizan makes the photos taken there unique and distinct from those taken in other cities. On top of being a street for sightseeing and shopping, the Bakor Street is also famous for its religious activities, where travelers can blend in with reverent Buddhists engaging in rituals of Tibetan Buddhism. Over the years, both the street and the neighboring Zhoukan Temple have received multiple rounds of funding from the central government to ensure their preservation. Such support for the preservation of Xizang's cultures and histories is common on the plateau. The Library of Xizang University houses over 20,000 books and 2,400 woodprints, all in Tibetan language. Following the excavation of Purer manuscripts in 2002, regarded as the most important discovery of ancient Tibetan literature after the Dunhuang manuscripts, the library set up a rescue department to care for the most recently discovered Tibetan papers. Chief Librarian Sherab Sambo explains the urgency of their work. The Puri manuscripts were buried on the ground for about 800 years and are at risk of being affected by dampness and mold. So we need to employ scientific methods of recovery and protection, such as de-insectization, as soon as possible. The preservation and respect for the traditions and histories in Xizan have added significant values to its culture. Lianhua Zhibao is a company that designs and manufactures ceramic products with Tibetan features. It also offers an apprentice program that has created job opportunities for 151 people. Li Chu Chu is the culture consultant of the company. The company's product designs are inspired by Tibetan history and culture. They incorporate shapes and features that are extracted from the murals and traditional paintings. As of 2022, more than 8,000 companies had been registered in Xizang's culture and creative industry, generating an estimated value of 6.3 billion yuan, or nearly 1 billion U.S. dollars. This booming industry is not only preserving the unique culture of Xizang, but also injecting vitality into the economic development on the plateau. There was Li Yunqi on the boom of Xizang's cultural and creative industry. Xizang is also famous for its traditional medicine. A Tibetan hospital in Beijing provides a platform for the practice and advancement of ancient Tibetan medical treatments, integrating them with traditional Chinese medicine and Western practices. Liu Jiaxin visited the facility to get an up-close look at how it all comes together. Dating back some 3,800 years ago, Tibetan medicine is known as one of the world's oldest forms of traditional medicines. Well, without flying to Xizang in Beijing, I'm lucky enough to get to know some of the mysterious practices of Tibetan medicine. Without further ado, let's just get inside and check them out. I came to the only hospital in Beijing that combines Tibetan medicine with Chinese traditional medicine and Western treatments. The common purpose of all our medicines is to make people healthy and live longer. The methods are different, and they can be completely integrated. For example, Tibetans like to drink milk tea. The tea is mixed with milk, 
which makes it very delicious. This is also true of medicine integration. Dr. Zhongge Jia came to Beijing in 1992 when the hospital was established. He told me that Tibetan medicine focuses on comprehensive treatments and harmonious coexistence between man and nature. What surprised me most was hearing how Tibetan doctors summarized a set of embryonic development diagrams more than a thousand years before Darwin outlined his theories on evolution. That was pretty close to modern biology. Yes, the growth process of human embryos is also a microcosm of species evolution. I couldn't wait to see a Tibetan doctor for consultation. Lama Ala is the right person. Loads of thanks from patients he's treated are displayed on his office wall. You are doing all right. Don't worry. But you have to be aware that staying up too late at night is not good for your health. Your sleep is not good. You have to be careful. As deputy chief physician, Lama Ala works every day. He says that this place gives a platform to promote and pass on Tibetan medicine, and also gives him the opportunity to serve people of all ethnic groups. That was Liu Jiaxin reporting. Over the years, the human rights issues in Xi'an always draw global attention, and Western anti-China forces often use this topic as an excuse to stigmatize China. Fang Yilei recently sat down with the Nicaraguan ambassador to China to get his insights on the development and human rights in the region. If you were to describe the region with three words, what would they be, and why? Oh my God,、uh, I think I would use、um, first diverse. It's a, a multi-ethnic uh, uh, region, a, a region of such diverse culture, religious、um, b- beliefs. I would also use、um, harmonious because there is you can see. Peace. You can see tranquility. You can see everybody working together to try to have a more prosperous future. And、uh, I would say development would be another、uh, important、um, word that I would use.、Mm-hmm. And given that, as you said,、uh, you've met and spoke with、um, local people and、uh, government officials.、Um, how do you view Chinese government's policies in Xi'an, in particular in the area of human rights? I think that,、um, and we fully subscribe to President Xi Jinping's and the the Chinese government's view on human rights. The most important human right is the right to life, the right to have a dignified subsistence,、um, to have access to quality education, to security, to health,、um, the opportunity to prosper in life, to see your children grow, to live in a very、um, comfortable and safe in- environment. And you can see human rights are being effectively exercised here.、Um, to the contrary of all the smear campaigns and the the lies, the misinformation that some Western governments that don't guarantee the same level of prosperity for their own people. But there are also、uh, reports by some international media outlets、uh, that talk about quote、uh, the human rights issue in Tibet. And what's your take on that?、Um, we know that these type of smear campaigns, these lies. That are promoted by some Western governments only seek to impose sanctions on Chinese、um, government officials and CPC、um, members.、Uh, it, it's truly、um, uh, saddening. It, it only shows that they are trying to、uh, attach themselves to a, a world that is based on hegemony, while China, to the contrary, is opening its arms to the world,、um, helping to promote a more multipolar world. Where everybody can participate, 
where the foreign policy is the policy of good neighborhood, um, where you can see um, cooperation and solidarity, mutual respect, non-interference in the internal affairs of each country is at the heart uh, of China's um, foreign policy and cooperation efforts. That was Nicaraguan ambassador to China, Michael Campbell, sharing his impressions about human rights conditions in Xizang. The ambassador's views have also been echoed by Colin Macros, an emeritus professor at Australia's Griffith University. The professor has visited Xizang four times. He spoke about the local achievements in railway construction, poverty eradication, and universal education during an interview with CGTN. General, if the general level of the people and the general welfare of the people is improved, that seems to me to be good human rights. And I think that's what's happened in Tibet. I mean, there's multiple data to, to suggest that. I mean, that one thing that's been mentioned is the, is the high-speed railways. And I'm, I think the high-speed railway system in China is absolutely marvellous. I think it's the best in the world. Extreme poverty is, uh, and, and hunger, that's been eliminated in Tibet, as it, in Xinjiang, as it has elsewhere in, in China. And then another thing that we can talk about, which I think is really important, and that is levels of education. Things that people care about, like maternity mortality rates, infant mortality rates, those have dropped enormously in the last few years. And that's a good thing. That makes people much um, happier. It makes them more confident about life. And um, I just think it's um, simply not true that China is practicing these frightful human rights abuses that people talk about so much in the West. And I think it's based on, um, on um, well, a false understanding. The white paper released on Friday shows the length of Xizang's railway network had almost doubled over the past decade, and 5G network has covered all counties and main townships there. The region also eradicated absolute poverty, and average life expectancy of Tibetans had increased to over 72 years by 2021. With that, we end this special edition of The Top Story. I'm Wang Zihang. Thank you for listening.